podcast time. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, what time is it? It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Okay, welcome to the 12th episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. What's up? So over the last 11 weeks, we figured out how to save the average U.S. household up to $1,144 per year on their energy and water bills. And I think we've just about covered the majority of large household appliances, except for the ones we use for cooking. Ooh, and I bet households have been paying way more in energy bills for cooking appliances during COVID. I read an article the other day that said spending on food prepared at home has increased by 25%. Yeah, I bet household energy bills have skyrocketed just from COVID's bread baking fad. I've made zucchini bread at least six times over the past two weeks. Yeah, you better cut back on those chocolate chips you've been adding. But anyway, before the pandemic... I was barely able to cook even two meals that were just mediocre. But during quarantine, I found this great new cooking channel on YouTube called Cook With E. Now I'm up to at least five different dishes and no one has gotten food poisoning yet. Yeah, you're basically a professional. Seriously, though. But when it comes to determining impacts on water and energy bills, cooking is a broad term. On one hand, appliances like slow cookers, coffee makers, and blenders directly use energy to operate. And then we also use water to boil pasta or to clean the dishes after we cook. Cooking can also indirectly affect energy bills. Like we touched on last episode, refrigerating recently cooked hot meals uses more energy than refrigerating food that has had time to cool off. And cooking can also make your AC work harder, like when your kitchen heats up from cooking on the stovetop or baking in the oven. But in this episode, we'll specifically focus on the costs of energy used to power ranges and microwaves. And when we say range, we mean the combination of the oven and the stovetop. Exactly. So 90% of U.S. households have a range, and 96% of U.S. households have a microwave. And of the households that have a range, they use their oven about three and a half times per week, and they use their stovetop about seven and a half times per week. And the average U.S. household with a microwave uses it for about six and a half minutes per day. But remember, these numbers are from pre-COVID data. Microwaves are typically pretty cheap and efficient for reheating food. The average U.S. household spends only about $14 per year to power their microwave. But microwave vampire loads can sometimes account for 20 to 35% of a microwave's operating expenses. So be sure to unplug your microwave when it's not in use if you can easily reach the plug. And calculating the costs of using a range becomes a bit trickier. It depends on the level of heat you set your burners to on the stovetop, the baking temperature you set for the oven, and which type of fuel is used to power your range. So 62% of households have electric ranges, 33% have natural gas ranges, and 5% have propane ranges. And looking at historical prices, natural gas and propane are typically cheaper per unit of energy than electricity is, but electricity ranges are actually more energy efficient. Right. About 75% of the energy used on an electric range is transferred as heat to the food being cooked, but only about 40% of energy used on a gas range actually makes it to the food. 
Damn. Okay, so let's see what operating costs for ranges look like if we account for these inefficiencies and take the average historical prices of electricity and natural gas. And let's assume the 3.5 oven uses per week and 7.5 stovetop uses per week, each at 30 minutes per use. So I checked out the specs for our electric range, and it looks like our oven uses 3,000 watts, and the stovetop burner uses 1,500 watts for our typical cooking patterns. So that puts us at around $90 in annual operating costs for an electric range. But if we had a gas range, the annual operating costs might be around $57. But as always, this doesn't necessarily mean that you should upgrade to a natural gas range. Some households don't have connections to gas lines, plus some states like California are preventing gas appliances from being installed in new homes. And even more, I found a study that shows gas ranges create much higher levels of in-home air pollutants than electric ranges do, which is scary to think about for health reasons. But no matter which fuel your range uses, make sure to use a hood vent fan that effectively removes dirty air from the kitchen. Oh, absolutely. And to reduce the energy costs of using ranges, you can do all the prep work like cutting vegetables before you turn on the stovetop or oven. In many cases, you can also turn off the stovetop or oven a few minutes before the food is done because the heating elements will still be warm enough to cook your food. Just always make sure everything is completely cooked before you eat it. And be sure to keep your oven door closed while food is cooking. Opening the door to check on the food can drop the oven temperature by up to 25 degrees Fahrenheit, making the oven use more energy to account for the heat lost. And covering pots on the stovetop is another good way to keep heat from escaping. You should also be sure to use the correct size burner in pots. For example, if you use a 6-inch diameter pot on an 8-inch diameter burner, you're paying for 40% more energy than you need to be. And I've also heard that the material of the pan is important. Copper heats up more quickly than a normal pan, and glass and ceramic dishes are great for baking food in the oven. And all of these suggestions are great, but for our family, I've found that the most effective strategy for reducing cooking expenses is for the four of us to eat the same type of meal at the same time. We used to all eat different meals for dinner, sometimes with each of us using the stovetop at four different times throughout the evening. But by cooking together, we reduce how often we use our cooking appliances. And by cooking in bulk, we can use our range to cook multiple meals at once, then use our microwave to heat up leftovers throughout the coming days. Right. I think a good example is our breakfast routine. I boil water on high temp for coffee, then turn it off. And because it's still warm, there's plenty of heat for you to cook eggs on the same burner. Exactly. But anyway, if you're looking to purchase a new range, make sure you find one with a convection oven. These ovens circulate warm air over the food, making them 20% more efficient than a standard model. And for electric stovetops, if you upgrade to induction technology and use compatible magnetic pans, the efficiency can increase from 75% to 90%. Induction cooking more evenly distributes heat than standard conduction stovetops. And lastly, new range or old, be sure to keep your heating elements clean to maintain their efficiency. Okay, quick recap. All right, so the average U.S. household spends $14 per year on microwaves. For ranges, households with electric ranges pay $90 per year, and households with natural gas ranges pay $57 per year. If we average this out based on range fuel type and based on homes that have these appliances, the average U.S. household spends about $88 per year to power their ranges and microwaves. Damn. By upgrading to a convection oven and an induction stovetop, these expenses can reduce 
reduced to just $77 per year. Hell yeah. And you can achieve even further savings by cleaning your heating elements, doing all of the prep work before turning on your cooking appliances, and using the correct size burners and pots. Hell yeah. And keep in mind that the savings... What? You cut me off. Oh, just tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> So after just 12 episodes, we're up to $1,155 in savings. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on how often you cook, which cooking appliances you use, how efficient your technology is, how well you maintain your appliances, and the price that your utility companies charge for energy. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is it all adds up podcast. Our website is it all adds up podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at it all adds up the podcast. And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm up to 28 zucchinis from my garden this summer. That's a lot of zucchini bread. And a lot of chocolate chips. And sugar. No sugar. It's at least half sugar. <laughs>